Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Yesterday I was in a, uh, in a meeting the other side of Brisbane and uh, one of the guys in the meeting, he said, I hate my job. He said, every moment, every morning I hop up, he says, I face another day or I hate my job. He said, I can't stand it. I never wanted to do it. He's a fitter and turner by trade and he installs machines. And I stopped and thought and I thought, how many people must be like that day after day after day? Just hate facing the day. Just hate what they do, sick of what they do, can't get any purpose out of what they do. And I thought, what a, what a horrible way to live. I said to him, how long have you been feeling this way? He said, I've been feeling it for years. And so I sat and talked to him. I said, mate, it's time for change. I said, don't live life that's got no meaning. Don't live life where, uh, I'm, he's not a church guy, I wasn't a church meeting or anything like that, but he, 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 he talked for a while about it. I said, but mate, what is life if it's not an experience? I said, don't go year after year the same way. So we talked about uh, for a little while and did a little bit of coaching on how he could change his life and, and, and started to throw out some ideas with him and, and all of a sudden you could start to see the eyes open and all of a sudden he started to see there was some hope and all of a sudden he started to see that, you know what, I haven't got to live this way, there is another way to live. There is another way to live. And so this morning, the message I'm going to preach is, is a little bit around that. It's, 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 I want to dedicate probably this, this whole message, if I get through it all, to, to people this morning who you might be in church, you might be watching online, and you really, you, you don't like where you're at. <laughs> you hop up in the morning and every time you look in that mirror, you're looking at your past and you don't know how you're going to do this day again. You, you, you battle with yourself, you battle inside yourself and there is another way, there is an answer today that I want to talk about. And the theme for the month is compelled by love for humanity. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this compelling love. What makes Christianity so different? What makes it different for you? What makes it different for me? Why isn't it just like, you know, joining another social club or going to a a self-help seminar, reading another book on self-help? What is the real difference? And and today I want to embrace a little bit of that if we've got time. But compelled by love. When we think about that word compelled, it's a pretty strong word. I stopped and thought about, you know, it was a great way to, you know, to talk about what we want to talk about, God, this compelling force. And if you look up the dictionary, that word compel means a force. It's a force or driven to a particular course of action. It's driven towards. It's not just a, a, an inert force. It, it's, it, it's not passive. But the word compel means that there is something that, that drives us. Often it, is, uh, it, is, it comes from an internal urge that's within us, almost like an addiction that... If, if you've been in that place where you've been addicted to something, you'll know a little bit about what I'm talking about. It's something that drives you. When we think about, uh, Cam was talking about the introverts, the extroverts. You know, it's not hard to see what Pastor Dan is. He's a mega extrovert, isn't he? <laughs> and if you want to do a hard thing for Dan, it would be to separate him from people. Why? Because there's something in him that compels him... <laughs> 
to be with people. Would you agree with that? And if you're an extra, if you're a people's person, you're a bit like that too. And there's other ones of us we're compelled to solitude. And there's something about us we can mix with people, but sooner or later, man, I've just got to be by myself. <laughs> it's a compelling force. You get somebody like Pastor Jared on the, on the guitar. If Nicola was to hide his, probably how many guitars you got? Probably 50. <laughs> Only 49. And that'd be the worst thing that Nicola could do to him. Hide his guitar. Why? He's something in him compelling, compels him to play. And if he was sitting in a car, he'd probably start singing a song. Why? There's something in him that's got to come out. The artist, Michelangelo, he, he went into hiding for a period of time in the battles over there they had in Italy. And he, and he was in a little room, in a little cellar. And what's on the walls? Drawings. Because something in him had to express, had to come out. And when we talk about this compelling force of love, this compulsion of Christ to love humanity. <laughs> it's not something he chooses to do. It's something he can't stop himself from doing. Wherever you are today, you know, you on stream today, you may not know God, you may not be a church goer, you may not believe in God, but I'll tell you what, God can't stop believing in you. It's something in him that's just got to come out. He's compelled towards humanity. Look at the person beside you or down the road. You look at them either way, what are you looking into? You're looking into humanity. You're looking into humanity. The people you meet every week are people who are in humanity. And all that we are, we're frail, we're fickle, we're finite, we're fearful. That's our humanity. We can do great in business but fail in relationships. We can do great in, in one area and fail in another area. We could be a person who wins a, a, an award or, a, or gets a, a bravery decoration but still battles with fear. Humanity. It's a person you look at in the mirror every morning. We are vulnerable. We are easily persuaded. How many people have been, been hooked up on a scam and been taken for hundreds of thousands of dollars and you talk to them and, and they're some great leader and yet somewhere along the line in their humanity they got caught up on some scheme. We are addicted. We're prone to sin. We're selfish. We're self-righteous. And in many, many cases we're servants to our own emotions. We're humanity. We can't escape it. You can buy a nice Audi, a Rolls Royce, a million dollar yacht, and you won't escape humanity. You can learn psychology, you won't escape humanity. You can take all the medication you want to make you happy, you won't escape humanity. That's where we are. We cannot escape it. All the nice homes, the fame, the wealth, the education, we can't escape humanity. Isn't that interesting? And two great needs that we have got as humans is to love, to be loved, and the second one is to forgive and to be forgiven. And I don't know about you, but they're two great things that I need in my life because I'm human. And God has this compelling love towards us all. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you look at wherever, you're looking into humanity. 
and you can't escape it. We blame ourselves. We do all sorts of things, don't we? We worry about the future. We worry about our kids. We worry about our marriages. We worry about all these things because we're human and there's no escaping it. We can go onto Facebook and make it look so glorious and so bright and chirpy and, and you can fill yourself full of Botox and so you look as 16 all over again, but in your heart you're still humanity. Isn't it strange? We can know the most powerful people in the world, we can have power and fame, and yet it's still humanity. But God is focused on us, see. He's focused on you, he's focused on me. He sees our great days, he sees our failings. We can come to church and put on the, on the Sunday face and the mask when you look at the person beside you. You're probably looking at a mask. But every night before we go to sleep, we take the mask off and we've got to face the person who's behind it. Who knows what I'm talking about? Or is it just me? <laughs> we struggle with forgiving people. We struggle with attitudes. We struggle with selfishness. We struggle with wanting to escape. That's humanity. We can't live without the love of Christ, no matter how. We can change our behaviours, we can give up the drink. We can get our lives together. We can do the best timetables. We can go and get another degree. But deep within, we still need the love of Jesus. We still need to be forgiven, every one of us. We can walk with Christ for 50 years. And as Paul said, he said, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the chief of them. And so today, if that's you, this message is dedicated to you. Maybe you're online today. Maybe you don't want to come to church. Maybe you don't trust church. It's dedicated for you, wherever we are today. And I think we're all tied with that brush. Read a scripture here from Ephesians chapter 3, 17 onwards. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love or established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height and the depth. But listen to this. To know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God, that you may know the love of Christ. I don't know a lot about scripture. I can't don't know this, don't know that. But that's not important. What is important today, ladies and gentlemen, is that we know the love of Christ. That you know it, that I know it. That the fullness of God can dwell in us all here today. And that's what the world needs. That's what this man needed yesterday. He needed to know the love of Christ. Within him then could come out his true potential. Then he could accept himself. He could accept that he's not perfect, but he could accept the fact that God loves him. It says here that it surpasses all understanding. See, the love of Christ is something that you must experience and I must experience from day to day. You can't get it out of reading the latest book. You can't get it by reading and listening to a sermon. You can't get it by watching YouTube. You can't get it by listening to some great preacher, T.D. Jakes or somebody preaching. You can, you can hear about it. But see, the thing is about the love of Christ it surpasses all understanding. You don't understand it. To be intimately acquainted, 
The only way we can know it is to be intimately acquainted, to wake up with it of a morning, to go to bed of a night, to know it after we've sinned, to know it after we've failed, to know it after we've you know, been on the drive for six months and we have that, you get on the slops that night and, and we booze ourselves out. Or we break some addiction, we think we're home and hose and, and so we give up the medication but only to find ourselves at the bottom of the barrel again. Who's been there? <laughs> to know the love of Christ in those days to make the promises that only to fail them. Who's been there? I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. I apologise. I repent. I'm never going... Yeah, but no need to find yourself on that spot again. I'll never criticise again, but we find ourselves criticising and judging others to know the love of Christ. You know, it says in, the, in Corinthians, it says, man... You, it says here, you can have the gift of prophecy to understand the mysteries and the knowledge and, 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 and though you may have all faith so that you could remove mountains but do not have this love, you have nothing. So you can have the great car, you can have the great house, you can have the millions of dollars. You don't know the love of Christ, you have nothing. <laughs> Isn't that a hard one? To know the love of Jesus. And this is here to you today to experience this love is there. It's available for us all. And it's available for us to take to the world, to those today who are around you. And if they don't know Christ, they don't know what it is to be truly touched. And it's not about giving up the addictions. It's not about being perfect. It's about knowing the love. See, you can change your behaviour, but only the love of Christ can change the heart. You can give up the grog. You can give up the bad company. You can give up the girls. You can give up the pornography. And you can think, well, I'm right now. But sooner or later, a thing's going to come in your heart where it's empty again because it's a place in your heart that changing of behavior can't fix. It's the love of Jesus has got to get in there. See, it says it bears all things, it believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That's what I need in my life. I don't know about you. But I need to know a love that bears my bad behavior. I need a love that, that hopes in me when I don't hope in myself. And when I give up on me, that love doesn't give up on me. It says it surpasses all knowledge. See, you'll never understand it. <laughs> That's the strange part about it. We experience it and somebody says, talk to me about it. And this is the hard part for me today is I don't have the adequate words to express to you the true power of this love. But all I know is that it's changed my heart. <laughs> As the man, blind man, see, he said, I don't know the doctrines, I don't know. He said, all I know that once I was blind, but now I see. It's a bit like gravity. We know how to work with it. We know its formulas and we're learning more about it, but we can't explain what it is. It's interesting about consciousness. We know we've got it, but try to tell somebody what it is. It's about, this is about the love of Jesus Christ. It's, 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 we can talk about it, but how do, we, how do we encapsulate it in words? Songwriters are trying to, they've written songs trying to express it. Painters have painted pictures trying to, to show the world what it is. Michelangelo did the great sculptures and he hit them with a hammer and he said, now talk, trying to express this whole thing called the love of Christ. Surpasses all knowledge. It's there for you in your best days. It's there for you in your worst days. In the gospel, in the gospel of Luke, chapter 15. Can we have some water here, please? Uh, Luke, chapter 15. Um, 
There are three parables, and to me this is the central part of Christianity, are these three parables. And there was a time when Christ was, it was a location and and, and, and there was a group of people around him, the scribes and the Pharisees who were the church leaders, they were there. And there was, who they'd call the tax collectors and the sinners were there. Pretty good representation of humanity, the whole lot together. It's amazing on how we have these social constructs, how we talk about the rich, the poor, the dumb and the smart, and uh, you know the people you mix with and the people you don't mix with. But you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're tired with you know, this thing called humanity and so am I and, and, and this crowd was separating these group of people, the church leaders and then there was these other people you just don't mix with, you know, the homeless, the druggies, the sinners who hang around wherever and do whatever. But the problem is, is that they didn't realise that they were all humanity and these people hung around Jesus and and oftentimes in the scriptures you talk, they talk about, and, and, and the sinners and the tax collectors, they, 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 they went to him to listen to him. And, and I stop and think about this, me as a person, as a son of God, how many of those people do I have following around me? It's a pretty good litmus test about where we're at, isn't it? We can be as spiritual as we want, but how many people there are coming to hear what we've got? But he talks about these three parables about the lost sheep the lost coin and the lost son. And if we don't get this, if we don't get these parables, church, there's not much hope for us to get much else. And the first, oh, oh, you know, and, and these are called in the scriptures you read about, it's called the lost sheep. It's called the lost coin. But I want to change the name and call it Jesus compelled by love for humanity. Because the first one, it says, and it talks about a man having a hundred sheep in the wilderness, loses one sheep. One sheep goes astray. It's a bit like you and me, I think. Who's been astray? <laughs> we all see greener grasses, don't we? I don't like doing it tough. I mean, I'm a bit of a wuss. I like, I like the easy life. Would, would you be right? Yeah. But I'm a bit like you, maybe, but I have a tendency to stray at times, stray in my thinking, stray in my attitudes, stray. And Jesus is trying to talk to people about what, he's, what he really is about. He talks about these hundred sheep that he had, and one went astray. And, and, and the parable says, and, and this parable wasn't new to Jesus. This parable was often talked about with, with the scribes. It was a church parable even at the time of Jesus, but it had a different ending. And, 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 and the one sheep goes astray, and, and the scriptures say that this man left the 99 in the wilderness to seek out the one that had gone astray. When he finds it, puts it on his shoulder, takes it back, and he rejoices over that sheep. Church, what we understand from this whole thing is that when you understand the love of Christ, the one is as valuable as the 99. Yeah. 
The one is as value. It's not economics. See, the love of Jesus, it's not like today's world where, you know, a business is, is going through hard times and they make people redundant. I've sat in a lot of redundancy meetings as a chaplain and you know the first thing they say, look, now don't take this personally. <laughs> Who's heard that? Now, I want to tell you this. You know, there's nothing personal here. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is pretty personal. I'm going to lose my job. But you've got to understand, if we don't make you redundant, the business will go down. Isn't that what is said? Sorry, we don't want to do this, but we've got to. How, how different that is. It's not, it's not biblical economics. No, the biblical economics says, I'll leave the 99 and I'm going to seek after the one. And we often get this in our head is that, you know, God loves us on our good days. Well, I'm telling you something about the love of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, is he loves us in our bad days. He loves us. He seeks us out when we go astray. He seeks us out when we push through the fence that, that he places around our lives. And we go off doing our own thing. The love of Jesus isn't, it's not bordered by good behavior. It's not bordered by good attitudes. It's not bordered by proper language. It's not bordered by all the things that we see as successful. But this love of Jesus, this compelling love of Jesus, he cannot deny himself because he's got to seek out that lost one. He said there's more rejoicing in heaven when the one is found... (laughs) than the 99 just ones who didn't stray. Not about you, but it does a lot for my heart. And if we were to tell the truth and shock the devil this morning, you're probably in the same boat. See, I need a saviour who's going to love me when I fail. I need a saviour who's going to love me when I battle with my attitudes, when I lose faith, when I'm spitting a dummy at God. Have you ever been there? Been there where I thought I was on the the third and final warning. I think, gee whiz, (laughs) HR of heaven's going to come and talk to me soon and say, sorry, mate, (laughs) she's all over for you. (laughs) He's been there. Thank God. We come to church and we put on the, the Facebook face. You know that Facebook face? Have you ever you put your, your worst looking face on Facebook? <laughs> Probably not. And we go home and, and you've got to take your heart back home again and because we judge ourselves the way the world, or we think the world judges us. Isn't that right? The lost, far off track. This morning you might be thinking, man, where I've been, what I've done, I I can't see how God would love me. Because I've made this promise to my wife 50 times and I've broken it again. Or I've got to go and face the courts tomorrow because I've gone up again for drunk driving. Or I find myself back on the net watching those videos that I shouldn't be watching and I know. Or this week I've been to the pokies and I've spent this week's wages again and you go home and you've got to face the music. You've got to to face the music and 
Maybe it's not there. Maybe you find yourself being critical and judging people at church. I don't know. But I do know this is that every one of us, we're tarred with the brush of humanity. We might think we're part of the scribes and the Pharisees. Well, we're very much a part of humanity. Might have changed our behaviour. See, the thing is about the love of Jesus, it hopes all things, it believes all things, it endures all things. Our love is finite. The love of Jesus is infinite. And there's times when every one of us today, and if this is you today, and man, you don't know Jesus, I'm telling you what, today is your day. It's your opportunity. Just give him a go. See, the scriptures say, taste and see that the Lord is good. And he's here for us this morning. He's here for you this morning. He's here for me today. Wherever we are, he's there. He's compelled by love for the lost. He seeks us out. You know, this morning you might be hiding in church. <laughs> what does Pastor Sam say? Come in late, go home early. That's what <laughs> but that's what we do, isn't it? Isn't it? Come on, isn't it? Because we don't see other people the way they are. We see other people the way we are. And that's the struggle. We see ourselves in others. God, how could I? I can't accept myself, but Jesus is here. See, there's a whole world like that out there today. Maybe this morning you're going good, but maybe this morning God wants to say to your heart today, hey, there are people like I met yesterday. And you know what? They're battling in life. They're doing life tough. Maybe they're going through the pains of divorce. Maybe it's like that woman at the well. Jesus said, yeah, you're right, <laughs> you don't have a husband. But you know what? You've had seven of them before. And the one you're with now isn't your husband. Why isn't he? Why isn't he? Because she's run out of trust. Maybe she's been bashed around one time too many. Maybe this time she's, she's guarding her losses. But tell you what, friends, if that's you today... This love of Jesus will come and he'll do something in your heart and he'll repair your heart and he'll, do, and he'll make that heart whole and he'll let your heart know and he'll let every one of us here today to know that he's on top of the hills with us, but by hang, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. That love is with me. That love is supporting me. That love never gives up. It never, ever gives up. It endures all things. It hopes all things. It believes all things. And when you don't believe in yourself, it believes in you. It believes in you. You may be in a job that you hate. You may be in a marriage that is on the rocks. You may have children who who don't love you. You may have children you fear that's gone astray and you don't know how they're going to come back. The love of Jesus will touch them. But you know what today, you know what I love so much about this, is now today you and I can be the vessels for that love. You and I can be the carriers of it. See, it's infectious. It's more infectious than COVID. <laughs> it is, ladies and gents. It is, ladies and gents. When you sit with that person who's been addicted and you know what, they've promised you they're not going not to do it again and they do and you can sit there and say, it's all right. This journey's just beginning. You can carry it, Nicola. You can carry it. Cole, you carry it to those kids. 
So there are some of those kids that you have down there in Sunday school, some of them, they don't get love. They don't get love. And today, without it, we can't exist. We need to be loved. And we need to love. Do you see how it works? The more you love, the more you know of that love. You can't explain it. You never will. The more you know of it, the less you can explain it. Because it's got no bounds. It's got no bounds. It's got no ends to it. It's got no ends to it. It's, it's, it's infinite. This love of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.